GM, give it just a second. I uh, <laughs> got the old one of my phones is dead, the one I never use issue that I am waiting for its revival before I can get on from the Clayo account. Um, but good to have you back, Rooster. Missed you last week, man. Um, how are you doing? Yeah, doing well, man. Yeah, I, uh, I forgot what day it was last week, and I was uh, apartment shopping, doing some tours and stuff. So uh, nice. You find anything? Yeah, yeah, we found a we found a couple spots. Um, now you know, just weighing weighing pros and cons. Because right, you you look online somewhere, and like no one never leaves a glowing you know review for any place you look at. It's like if someone's gonna leave a comment, and they're just gonna be complaining about it so uh, you know just the joys of finding somewhere to live 100 percent. actually dude you know what i'm gonna try out real quick i'm gonna see if i can get on using my desktop because i've had some glitches when i've tried it in the past i don't know what it is it's like when i'm on a desktop and i'm listening to a space i can hear it but you can request to speak now but as soon as you request to speak my audio cuts out. So I'm not sure why, but it might actually, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to just give it a shot while I'm waiting for this other phone to pop up. Um, no, back on the, uh, back in the apartment thing. Dude, I, the one thing I hate more than anything else and why I have only done it twice, actually, once in the last 10 years is moving. I will do whatever I can to not have to move. Uh, I mean, I, I went back this last weekend to, uh, and, and that's why like last weekend was so impromptu, right? You know, I was back home helping my family move. Their, the family home has terrible, terrible service also. Um, so I had to find a spot in a quiet room in a small crowded house to be able to get away and do it. I hosted it a little bit later in the afternoon. It was like, I think I gave a five minute heads up. So, you know, it wasn't any type of, because typically you can check on Twitter and I'll host it. I don't have a set time each week, but it'll typically be between, you know, now give or take half an hour, right? Like maybe give or take one hour. <laughs> But if I'm starting it at one thirty, in uh, like or two thirty uh, cent or two thirty Eastern time, it's pretty late. So don't worry, man. Like yeah, I, I I will give full blame on that one on me, and you know at the same time you have my sympathies for the moving process. Yeah, I mean one of the spots we found was like pretty sick. Had heated bathroom floors and like a TV behind the bathroom mirror, which is pretty fucking cool. Um, so are you still looking like in the Denver area or are you more in the burbs? And when I say the burbs, I think everywhere around Denver is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, looking on the West side, uh, you know, probably about 10, 15 out from the city. Want to be closer to the mountains for this season. Yeah. That's what I mean by like Denver's maybe the one city where I think living in the burbs has almost more upside than living in the city itself. Yeah, no, mo most of the attractions in and around here are not uh, in the city, besides Casa Bonita, um, which has just reopened. I haven't gone to it yet, but uh, that's probably <laughs> the biggest city attraction. Yes. <laughs> Dude, I went to I went to one of those when I was a kid, and I I swear I was looking through the pictures whenever I saw the South Park owners ended up rebuying it, and revamping it, and it just brought back so many memories because I loved going to it as a kid because of all the different themed rooms, everything else. Looking back on it, the food I think was probably incredibly mid, but you know at that point in time. It was incredible for me. You know, as a kid, just about anything's going to be incredible. Um, but realistically, it was just the atmosphere that drew me in. So apparently, yeah, they hired like some world-renowned chef to redo the entire uh, uh, menu. And apparently, it's actually pretty banging now. I haven't checked it out yet, though. No way, man. That's, um, I, I don't know. I might have to put it on my list when I go. I still haven't booked my flights for my Denver trip, but like I said, I'll be there at the end of the month through Labor Day stuff. So, 
Um, I, I don't know what's on the agenda yet, but, you know, I'm sure we'll go out at some point. Um, you know, we're going out celebrating my brother's birthday. That was just the weekend that everybody was free to do it. Um, so I know that his wife has all these things already lined up on the menu, but at the same time, like there's gotta be some type of social side to it as far as not just like, you know, stopping by and doing X hike or whatever. I mean, I like, I know there, I think there's a concert we're going to at Red Rocks. I forget which one. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be my, um, let's see, I've got a trip this next weekend. And then after that, I'll have the Denver one. And then from there, I think I'll have one weekend off before I go to Singapore. Well, that's a, Got a busy, busy upcoming month. It sounds pretty fucking fun, to be honest. Yeah, just let me know when you come in. Um, my girl's heading off to uh, Ireland in a couple of days for the rest of the month. So, uh, yeah, I'll oh, be pretty really? open. Yeah, okay. she got family up there. Um, so, yeah, she's going for the rest of the month. Love to hear it, man. So that means you are going to be a free man. Is that right? Yeah, that, that means I can come home whenever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you love to hear it? Um, okay, I'm going to try right now to see if I can join from a desktop. We'll see how this works. If not, the other phone's alive now, so I'll be able to. But it's kind of, you know, I actually, I still enjoy just having a tiny room like this, too. Um, you know, not to say that these spaces ever get massively crowded, but at the same, like actually rooster, let's do a plus or minus bet. We've got what nine people in here right now. Whenever I join from the Kaleo account too and co-host, what do you think the final number will be? Let's just get a guess. Final number by the end of the space. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, just at the, we can say average and peak. Okay, so I think after you join, it's going to jump up to like 47 um, within okay. about five minutes or so. And then peak, we'll probably be looking at, I don't know, it depends. You know, we might just drive Carol Baskins in here again, and then we'll have <laughs> quarter million people in the space. <laughs> you're right, you're right. You know, if, if there's randomly somebody like, you know, Pentashi that randomly stops by and join, that's an X factor. I'm going to go with average 41 peak. Ooh, no, that may be a little. I was going to say peak 69. Yeah, let's just say peak 69. Let's manifest it. And I don't know, because we're at such a weird place in the market where there's a lot that's happening right now, right? But at the same time, it's dead. I don't know if that makes sense. So it's like in the degenerate corner, there's a lot happening. Outside of the degenerate corner, it's dead. So, um, yeah, I shot myself to bits the other day. I, I ended up uh, just having to close my laptop and it stopped at like 4 p.m. I shorted the top and closed out like, you know, the, the local top for the day and closed out my trade way too early. And so got irritated, tried to revenge trade. Then I long the bottom and then closed that out way too early and got even more irritated and, and ended up net negative. <laughs> you know? So I just like, I just turned everything off for the day. I was like this. Oh, no. Oh, man. That, dude, I, I feel you yesterday. Like, I definitely chopped myself a little bit. Um, and I really think that it led. I was on a really, really hot streak. And I honestly think it's just because I broke my rules and I, you know, pulled that all nighter. So like my head was just in a fog throughout the day. Your decision becomes impaired whenever you start thinking like that, right? Whenever you just can't think. And that's why sleep is so important for everything. You know, you're not going to make good decisions unless you're well rested. So if you're in some type of position where you can't sleep because of it, the best thing to do is probably, you know, just exit whatever it is just call it and you know respect respect your rest yeah that's a that's kind of what i uh what i ended up doing as well not not so much all-nighter but 
Um, you know, I opened the trade up in the morning, shorted what was the, the morning top, and then girlfriend was like, hey, do you want you to go get some breakfast, you know, do this, blah, 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 blah. I looked at my trade, it was in the money. I was like, sure, I'll, you know, I'll just close this out and, um, you know, come back to it later. Come back to it later, it would have been like 300% in the profit, something like 25x. And I was like, oh, this is lovely. Dude, quickly, you want to know what's crazy? So as far as this test goes, I'm definitely going to have to go use the phone because um, I requested from my desktop. And on my desktop, it says I'm a speaker there. And I am up on the stage, muted. But on here, I'm looking on the uh, the iPhone, the app, and it, does, it just shows me as a listener right now. Yeah, still. it shows me as a listener as well. Or it shows you as a listener. Which, that's kind of crazy. So... I guess they added implementation for, and it's kind of sad too, because I, I think that being able to have desktop functionality really will up the game as far as audio um, quality and other stuff like that is concerned. But, you know, it looks like they still just have some bugs to work out because it, it's not working, you know, again. And the other thing that's crazy too, even though it says that I am a speaker on there, um, you know, as soon as you get pulled up on quote unquote stage, even though it doesn't pull you up on stage, you can't hear anything. Actually, real quick, everyone be quiet. I'm going to try to talk from there and see if it works. No, it does not work. Yeah, we're not going to say we're not going to. Okay, yeah. No, give me give me a second then on there. I mean, you know, I'm still just, let me rotate over. Um, and we'll get this pulled up over here. Um, Ellis, welcome back, man. How are you doing? Like the SEAL representation this week. I feel like the first time that I ever connected with you, you were rocking a SEAL. Yeah, it was. I believe it's the. This is my seal. I'll die with this seal, unless it goes into like ten e. Then I'll definitely dump it on the motherfucker for sure. But that's probably not in the future. Yeah, man. I, I actually bought a couple of lob shares on that new app on the uh, Frentech thing, so I can't wait to dump those. Um, I, I just I'm got. Gonna, I think I'm I just got approved for that. Yeah. I'm sorry. So, yeah, no, I mean, if you buy WAP shares, eventually I will dump on you. Um, I'm just calling it how it is. <laughs> um, I like that. That's how it should be. Kalea, did you, also, did you see what uh, the newest Opepin edition was? This oh, morning? yes, yes, dude. I need to opt in for that. I, I don't know if I can. I need to double check. But <laughs> I listed mine last night um, just because I'm like some, scraping up some liquidity. I'm definitely. But either way, that's that's pretty sick. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty dope. I was going to opt in, too, but mine got swept uh, about five seconds after he tweeted that. So, um, yeah, I no longer hold any opepins, which is fine because I'm still planning on, you know, 100% gambling on the Panda Salonamon. They got like three one-up ones and about 100 rare body styles out of 1,000. So about a 10% uh, you know, chance to pull a rare and potentially a one-up one. And so, yeah, Brewster, definitely gambling on what that. Do you think, what do you think is going to be like the price that's going to just like mint out? You know, because it's going to drop down. I don't think it's going to mint out immediately. Yeah, I mean, I mean so I, price is going to start probably close to 200 soul. Because um, it's starting over the whitelist pass plus the $400 mint. So whitelist pass is like 1.69 right now. And then they're adding, you know, the $400 USDC. So it's going to start there. And then resting price is going to be above current floor. What they're not trying to do is have people just like wait and you know try and wait it out till it's below floor and you know then the floor tanks for the project. I'm trying to avoid that, so resting price is probably going to be around a hundred low hundreds. Um, 
for the men. So you, you are going to be paying over floor to be able to gamble, to potentially pull a rare body style. I think it's worth worth it. But uh, I have to head out, boys. Y'all have a great day. Yo, uh, thanks. Bye, nice Ellis. Appreciate it, man. You as well, man. Have a good one. Peace. All right, making the conversion now. All right, GM. GM, GM, welcome in, Clay. All right. We are on it now. Perfect. Uh, yeah. Sorry for missing the first part of the space, guys. Um, glad my voice twin was here for me. The intern knows how to, you know, there is a voice modifier that works perfectly for both my actual pitch um and my mannerisms as well so shout out to whoever to the intern that came up with that um you said you wouldn't tell people we made uh, an ai language model for ledge art yeah you know like it is something that we're holding on to that we're going to release later on but yeah there is this super advanced ai language model that we have come up with um that's going to revolutionize not just the crypto landscape but honestly the entire world you know what's funny is you probably don't know this, but you can actually go into the Discord and talk to the Ledger bot. Um, I I actually have, I've seen. I mean, it's crazy, right? Like, it's crazy the power of AI. No, like I'm being like a hundred percent serious right now. You can go into the Discord and talk to the bot. I mean, what do you mean? Yeah, like of course you can. Hello? <laughs> I'm so confused. I, I didn't know if you know, I was uh, having a conversation with the Wonky Tonks bot in, in Discord the other day. Uh, I should have screenshotted it. They, um, The language model agreed that uh, stonks were inevitable and that they should be swept. Uh, I agree too, man. Like both of those things. Um, okay. We just tweeted it out. So we are officially live right now with the tweet. We'll see. So I, I do have a question for you though, um, about the, um, back to the pudgy or not the pudgy, but the, um, Panda Mint. So one of the things I'm a little bit confused about with it, and I, not to say that the team does not deserve this, right? But I'm a little bit confused on kind of the timeline for where it went from. I think that you could purchase a mint pass that basically reserved you the right to be able to mint back in the day from the team, right? And no. So the, the way it worked was way back when, when they were still minting out, they ran this like kind of promotion called the Infinity Pandas. And so if you own, mm -hmm. if you bought and owned one panda from each of the seven chains at the time, You, the first 250 wallets to do that um, got an infinity panda. And also with that, they got a final chain whitelist pass. So, I mean, I guess you technically kind of bought it from the team, but it was given to you if you were one of the uh, infinity pandas. Okay, so that was that was my question then. So it was given to you if you were one of the Infinity Pandas. The only thing that I ask about it is, and I feel like the team should probably go and update this since they changed it. It, it just was a little bit weird where it said on the Mint Pass. I think that um, Bags was tweeting out something about you can go out and potentially purchase one of these if you want a guaranteed opportunity to be able to enter in. Um, and it said that it gave you the right to be able to purchase the new chain collection at $300, which was the original Panda Mint. And I am not going to sit here and say that the team does not deserve, you know, something higher from a Dutch, Dutch auction type of process. But it just was a little bit, you know, I, I like I, I was curious if there was something else I was kind of missing in that timeline.
No, I mean, uh, I think pretty much the thesis behind it was um, they're doing a lot more than they were doing back then. Uh, spent a lot more money, brands a lot more, or is a lot larger. So, and they don't want to kind of potentially hurt the floor by, you know, people, you know, just instantly minting or, get, you know, if they did a raffle or whatever, right? Because if it was $400 mints, you know, everybody and their mama would be trying to mint that out, trying to flip just for immediate floor price, right? Just for like a guaranteed, you know, dub after a month of losing. Um, so, you know, they kind of wanted to, that not to happen. And, you know, they do deserve the money. Um, they built a lot of stuff. Uh, so I, I think that was the thought process behind it. They didn't, they were like, Fuck it, yeah, if you want another panda right now, like you're gonna have to pay what pandas cost. I actually yeah, that point right there makes a ton of sense. I think that you're right where it does help everybody in the collection by not just doing it incredibly only because it's like it's not a new collection, right? Because of the fact it's something that was everybody knew about from day one that was going to be added to it. If you end up doing something where it's that cheap, it really does potentially incentivize somebody to just get it and immediately floor it, right? Like, you know, if you've got a guaranteed, um, you know, one ETH profit or half an ETH profit or whatever it is from having the mint pass opportunity, we've seen what has happened before with that type of stuff. So, I mean, like, I, it puts it in the hands of the people that care about it the most. Yeah, not only that, too. I mean, you're you're probably looking at average... Um, what I'm guesstimating, it's like average sale for the Dutch Dutch auction is probably going to be like um, 120 soul. Uh, so it's immediately also going to put them at like the number one spot for price wise on Solana. So that'll probably bring some attention as well. Um, and then you, there's three one of ones on the Solana chain, which I think is more than any other chain, right? And the last one of one sold for 30 ETH. So that's a come up right there. Um, and then they got 16 aliens and like 30 something zombies and 40 something golds, um, which also for like two times the floor price. So even at, you know, 120 soul, you still have like a 10% chance of doubling your money almost. Yeah. I, I mean, you're right. Like adding the rarity and everything else in there still sounds like, you know, there's solid upside for whoever um whoever does end up getting a minted out so it's exciting stuff to see i mean you know like and it's i think one of the coolest things about it though is it's just really there's something really satisfying about seeing bags finally see the full vision through as far as getting the collection out there after how many people doubted him and how long it took realistically the only mint that i can think of that was that long and drawn out without doing something like just you know lazily saying oh we're gonna just burn the rest of the collection <laughs> um and the because i always think that that's just such an easy cop-out for people that just burn the rest of the collection whenever they do have a mint that doesn't immediately mint out because it's like you know you're telling me you have this art collection that's x size and without even thinking twice, you just burn like 50% of it. What does it mean to you? You know, like, is the art not significant at that point? You're telling me half the art was just trash enough that you don't care about putting it in there in the first place. So like that, that, that's really what that signifies to me a lot of the time. And maybe that's an unfair depiction of it. But point being bags is one of the only people that I know that actually followed through with that vision and delivered on it when he didn't get the immediate success. Yeah. I mean, I a hundred percent agree with you. I mean, bags was the entire reason I bought the pandas um, and I've been with the pandas from the get anyways, you know, my thesis has always been, you know, betting on founders and <laughs> that, Bags is definitely a person I would never bet against. You know, it doesn't matter what the scenario is. Like, I, I definitely would never bet against Bags. So, yeah, I'm uh, happy to be supporting for the Solana Mint uh, upcoming Tuesday. Uh, what I'm wondering, though, is if I should sell, like, you know, liquidate my Genesis Pandas or just completely go all in on gambling. You know, I might, if I don't pull anything, I might, you know, be a net loss. But, shit, it might be worth it at this point. 
I could be. I mean, I don't know, man. The way I look at it, though, is it's like if you really like your Genesis Pandas, then I wouldn't part with them just for, you know, the potential of the upgrade. Well, so the thing is, the Panda that's like my Forever Panda is my only non-Genesis. Um, everything else is Genesis, which, you know, gets you like a VIP pass to Pandemonium and stuff, which is, you know, why I collected them was, you know, if I was going to be able to bring other people VIP with me, but that fucking won't matter if I end up pulling a one of one, uh, <laughs> right? That's like fifty ETH right there. I could buy a fucking big ton of Genesis pandas. That's fair enough. Um, I don't know, man. Like it'll it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. So, um, you know, the other big news from the past couple of days is obviously you know the Frank and the Degods action. And you missed this conversation last week, but we had Eddie stop in here for a little bit. He hopped up on stage and he actually, he really did drop some alpha for the group and he shared why he was shorting the God's move. And we ended up having a conversation about that for, I mean, I swear it was like half the space, just kind of talking about his thesis for it, how he was able to do it. And, you know, the mechanics for being able to short right now are still really primitive with NFTs. And, you know, they're not very liquid, but it is possible. And I thought it was interesting the way you showed that. But he made a good point going into it. And I fully agreed with him. Majority of the time, especially in a bear market, when you set up expectations for yourself that are just exceptional, you have to be God tier you know, when you deliver. And so it doesn't mean like the way I look at it with everything that happened, I don't think that the update they did was necessarily bad, right? Like, I just think that it's one of those things people have such high expectations for it that the majority of upside is built into the hype, right? So I don't think that, you know, the floor price is necessarily a complete reaction to a failure from Frank. I just think it's one of those things where honestly, there was, I I really, I can't think of a single thing that they could have possibly done where people would have been like, oh, wow, damn, I need to buy more at this point. Like, it's that bullish that I have to ape in more. No, see, I can't think of a thing. And uh, to be 100 complete or 100% honest with you, every. Every new, like, it's always short the news in NFTs. There is not any announcement that has pumped any project other than when Jack Butcher releases a new set. That is the only time any type of announcement brings volume positively. Otherwise, I mean, you look at Azuki's dump, even Pandas, right? They were sitting at 2.7 when PPDEX dropped. And that, that was a massive success. Right. Yet they're still down to hovering just above one ETH right now. I mean, you got PA, apes. I mean, it literally every single event in NFTs is a shortable event. Everybody want everything is propped up valuation wise on speculation. The worst thing, in my opinion, a founder can do is deliver something because <laughs> that's immediately it puts a tangible value on what was you know previously semi intangible, right? So they, you know, what if this, what if that? And then that's why, you know, people end up holding multiples and, you know, floor prices propped up. But then as soon as something of value is delivered back, that immediately attaches a price um, to the NFT. So, and that, you know, kind of makes you understand why it's been delayed so long, right? It's because they knew as soon as, no matter how good it was, I mean, the art could have came out on screen and painted itself on your wall. And the floor price still would have tanked. Um, <laughs> yeah, <so. laughs> and, you know the stress of that is insane. I, dude, I actually feel really bad for Frank here. And there are going to be people that are like, "Oh, you know, why would you sympathize with him? He's still printing so much, and this and that and the other." I think that what they did this past week was pretty bold, moving Utes back to ETH. I think that you know they didn't have to do that, but I do think it was the best thing for the collection in the long term, honestly. Right. Like they handed back a bunch of money with that grant that they could have easily kept. Um, So personally, though, I think that it does benefit the holders more from perspective of having access to more liquidity. I think ETH is just a better chain to be traded on it than um, 
than Maddox, at least right now. Um, and, you know, then you look at the other side of it again. Like, I, I just, when you, somebody brought or tweeted this out the other day, like the Dust token, for instance. I think Dust has a market cap of $40 million, which is pretty significant. But there, you know, if Frank dropped a meme coin today that had no utility whatsoever, it would probably shoot to $100 million plus. Um, you know, people just care about the speculation, exactly. at least in the middle of the bear market. <laughs> yes, it, it, all, all value props are, are speculation. As soon as you, it, I mean, and I'm pretty sure every founder knows this at this point, and if they don't, um, I probably would not be betting on them. But uh, yeah, as soon, as soon as you release anything, it's going to tank your floor price. That's what, and that's what everybody wants, right? Peak 2021, that was peak speculation, right? I, I mean, I just even remember like thinking about some of the shit I said in spaces back then, right? Everybody was like, oh, what if like, you know, your NFT can unlock your car for you and stuff, right? Like <laughs> that was at the point people probably should have realized, I right, yeah, we're, uh, you know, it's probably the the local top or, you know, the grand top as of for right now anyways. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, it's well known and, you know, moving back to Ethereum, I mean, I don't know why they moved to Polygon anyways. Um, that was pretty much the only thing you'd have done. And I think that is stake and unstake and move chains. B-Ways made a funny tweet about that the other day. Um, and like the eight months they've been around. But, you know, it's almost like, I don't know if there's a project that built their project on eight different chains and you could freely move between them. That might be a good idea, but I don't know if anyone's done that yet. Uh, but no um yeah i mean i've always been kind of a you know an ETH maxi at least in terms of nft sides um, it doesn't help that the 49 out of the 50 other solana projects that i own have rugged me um <laughs> there's only one in my wallet that has not gone to zero so far so yeah i don't know it, it's kind of like right we've seen probably what uh close to a 40 percent drawdown I think they were hovering around six or at least got dumped to six yesterday. I haven't checked this morning. Um, they were close to 10 pre, um, pre-announcement. Well, it's just like what happened with Azuki, right? But the difference was Azuki made like $50 million in the process. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the, I think I, I seen a tweet from Eddie too yesterday and he like ran some soft numbers um because i think they're doing some type of you know rewards portal or something but the holders so you have to pay to be able to upgrade your nft and like change it to a woman or whatever you got to pay like 300 dust um which is i think was like 600 something dollars at that point and then yeah so i think his calculations were going to be between like four to six million spin from the holders um, to be able to like receive their own rewards. Yeah, that's that is wild, man. I mean, <laughs> um, I I think that's one of the things that when you look at it, the real downside of potentially doing a token for your NFT project ecosystem in the first place. It's so tough to maintain the hype associated with the utility and the actual liquidity that it ends up sucking away if there is real utility associated with it, right? Because, like, again, Dust is the perfect example right now. When you're seeing this meme coin on-chain revolution and then Dust isn't some type of trending token, why? Because it has fundamentals? Like, that's crazy, right? So maybe things will be a little bit different in the bull market again and there will be enough demand for that and you can really get a robust ecosystem really thriving around it but you know at least right now it just you know it's it's tough um i mean realistically uh, you know that, that that's one of the things looking at like ledge art too where it's like i've got no rush to release any type of collection at least right now you know for a little while just because the market just doesn't make sense for it right you know even if we had a multi-eth floor whatever it was and you could potentially do that the market just doesn't make sense for it 
Um, I, I do think, though, I really I've said this the past couple of days on different spaces. I really think we're at a point where the market's kind of we're, we're right there at the valley, right, where we are at the, you know, the bottom time wise of this um, NFT capitulation, you know, from the start to where we'll be back to where we were probably time wise. We're right at the bottom. Um, I really think from here, what that means is just a gradual, gradual, you know, recovery. And it's not going to be something that happens overnight and it won't happen across all projects. But I really think the projects that you look for are the ones that still have social active leaders, right? Like, you know, for instance, if Frank just walked away from this and said, okay, the floor price tanked, I'm done with this project, bye, and walked away, like, you know, I, I wouldn't bet on the gods coming back. But, you know, if he sticks around through it, I really think Frank still delivers, and it's one of those things where he probably continues to deliver in the next bull market. So you just got to look and see, okay, who's active? Who's actually doing it? I know it's a meme that people say who's active right now um, with NFTs, but there's really something to it. It's like, who is active right now? Because there are a lot of former blue chip collections that are completely dead. Bro, yeah, I mean, there's fucking one point in time where Cool Cats and Doodles were trading at 20 ETH. I mean, come on. Um, But no, back to the stonks. I think the only thing you should entertain is you should definitely DM Jack Butcher. That would be a pretty fucking sick collaboration um, with the the stonks and the Opepe. That'd be the only thing I'm behind. Rather than like being able to um, burn two to re-roll for like possibly, you know, uh, a different trait. But other than that, yeah, I wouldn't fucking touch the stonks. Yeah. No, man, the stonks are inevitable. Um, and, and, you know, I say the stonks are inevitable again just because of like what we talked through there, right? You know, it's one of those things where if I was going to walk away from the project – um, would have done it a long time ago, right? Like, and realistically, when you look at where the floor price is and when you look at the potential demand for the future in this space, you know, like, I really think that it's one of those things that's still a low barrier entry project for something, you know, that has that OG significance. Um, I think that has unique art um, and that really will, I like, you know, it's my thing. I just, the, the area where it is right now, I, it's, it's like last summer, man, when we were meeting here, going through these spaces, right? Um, you know, we're in that trough where it's boring right now, but, you know, eventually it's going to hit a point where it's not boring and it happens fast. So, so you, just, you hear the conclusion I came to um, this past week with the stonks and I didn't even realize that it was this simple. So... In my opinion, the stonks are definitely a bull market project, right? Definitely 1,000 IQ genius move to be accumulating in the bear. Because here's my thesis, right? Who wants to be staring at a picture of a chart during the bear market when they've been losing, you know, (laughs) the past year, right? No one wants to be constantly reminded of, oh, yeah, look, that's the exact same chart that I lost half my portfolio on this year. Right, but <laughs> so true. <laughs> once, once you know the bull market comes around, right, and then everybody and their mamas is making money, right? Everyone's quitting their job, becoming the next trader. They're like, "Yeah, that chart is art. I made fifty grand off a chart that looked exactly like that. That one's mine." I'm telling, I like, I, I didn't even realize that it was this simple. I'm talking. There's probably oh, gonna be over a. 100%, no, more than 100, like 100x change in volume between bull market and bear market, just because nobody wants to be reminded how they've been losing money the past year. But once everybody starts making money again, oh, yeah, it's fucking new Mona Lisa. Dude, that is, that's 200 IQ. I never even thought about that, but it's so true because, you know, I like when you survive through it all, then yeah, the charts become something where they are just this badge of honor and there's something that you appreciate more, especially when things are trending that direction. But yeah, in the middle of a bear market, it, it, 
I say this all the time when I'm on a stream and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm barely seeing any charts right now because people just aren't sharing many, right? Like because price action has been so mundane. We've been stuck in such a low volatility range, at least on the crypto side of things. You know, equities have been a little bit different, but on the crypto side of things really has been pretty dang boring. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I mean, heck, that even makes me more bullish again, considering how we've held up. Um, and you know, considering when you start talking about other fundamental factors like that, yeah, you know, like there's going to be a point where both markets bottom. Um, and again, you know, like it's, I am, I actually like having, (laughs) having a project where it's something where it is low barrier to entry, where it's easy to coast through because, you know, you don't have the same type of thing where, man, like, again, I, I feel for the pressure and the stress of something like what Frank is going through. I know, hey, you know, it's from good problems of being successful. And eventually, you know, at one point, like, I hope and expect to be dealing with some of that type of pressure, but also in a different way, because the stocks are structured in a way to where it's not about utility, right? And I think that's one of the things that's really different about the stocks from some of these other projects is as far as, you know, getting them to trend and kind of the movement for it, it takes longer, right? It takes a little bit longer, but it's one of those things that I think as they continue to cement themselves and people buy art for art, you know, you don't have an announcement one day where all of a sudden people are like, I'm going to, you know, four or 500 pieces, because I'm not content with the way that that ended up, you know, with how that art ended up looking, or I expected some other type of partnership or something else, you know, it's about the art. And like, that's why I think from a long-term perspective, focusing on the art is really important. Um, and, you know, like, so, so here's the question I have for you. Do, so there, there's a fine line. But as, you know, a founder, do you think that whales should have any type of special treatment, you know, over just a a single NFT holder? Um, So I think that it depends on the structure of your project, for sure. You know, like, I definitely think that it's one of those things where if your project is structured to where you have some type of like tiered benefit system, then of course, right? Like the way I look at it is I honestly, whether you have one stock or hundreds, like I want to treat everybody the same, but at the same time, like, you know, doesn't mean that I obviously don't recognize and respect like, you know, people that are whales within the community and, You know, just I think it's one of those things where you see people and you see what they're doing and you really respect it. And I think just inherently you want to go out of your way. Like it just happens naturally going out of your way to try to, you know, be there a little bit more for them. And I I think that that naturally happens along with the process. But I do think that in a utility based economy, there is an obligation um, to it. Um, but outside of that, I mean, you know, I, I would be remiss to say that, like, I am not going to, if somebody has a stonk and they talk to me, like, I'm not going to give them my full effort and attention on whatever they are discussing with me. Right. No, I, and, and, and absolutely. I, I agree with you there hundred percent. Right. I mean, obviously if someone is a part of your project in any fashion, um, you really wouldn't want to ignore them. Um, at all but you know I was more in terms of talking about like you know special treatment like you know claimable items or something that only whales can get or yeah like you're saying a, a tiered reward system I mean I, I think there is an obligation and a smart business move to appease you know people who are holding a much larger you know portion of your of your project right like it, yeah. you know it wouldn't make sense to you know do something to intentionally piss these people off or, you know, even unintentionally. Right. I mean, that was, you know, the biggest, the biggest deal with uh, Azuki and D-Gods, right? You know, you know what we need to do. Whales off. 
and then you know they tank the floor price you know 40 percent 50 percent 60 percent we need to come up with some type of thing like maybe some type of hoodie or something like that's not a bad idea i kind of like that idea maybe some type of hoodie or something like a wonky whale club type of thing i'm not no. sure that, yeah, that's I mean, i'm definitely sick. down uh, i think i mentioned something in the in the mods channel um after you know we had a bunch of new whales step in at the beginning of the year um i think it'd be cool to put together you know whether it be claimable or discounted price or you know whatnot we can you know that logistics to figure out but um yeah putting together like a little merch package right maybe you know um if it's not terribly expensive right create like a stonks like a travel duffel bag and put like a hoodie and you know a shirt and you know like some other shit in there and have it claimable by you know whales or something like that i always thought that'd be a great idea uh, we'll see. I'll talk through Hondo through some ideas, but you know, I think that like it, it, it's not a bad idea, man. Looking through and doing something like that, because if nothing else, I think there's something special, regardless of how you like, of just having access to an item that you know other people don't necessarily have access to. Like it's kind of just a flex walking around. You know, I'm kind of just picturing. Um, <laughs> I'm just picturing walking around one of the like art basil or something with a wonky whale hoodie i'm not sure what it would look like or anything else but or a hat or whatever it is and just having access to that i think might be cool so i don't know we'll see i'll you know we'll we'll hit the labs could you imagine how many whales there would be if you made the the swim trunks the whale only item (laughs) hey i I kid you not, for anybody in here, whether you own a stonk or not, because right now, like, the store is completely unbarred as far as any type of special access to be able, you know, for holder only. Um, So the wonky stonks swim trunks are legit. They're high quality. Um, And they look good, too. Every time I wear them, I get people asking me about them and complimenting me on them. So, if you don't own any stonk trunks, you need to take a look. Um, so, what else do we have to look forward to this next week, man? What all else is on the uh, agenda as far as the NFT world and, um, you know, just crypto in general? Um, I mean, as I said earlier, uh, pretty much the only thing I'm looking forward to is uh, the pandemic on Soul. Um, I would, if I did have a no pepin, yeah, I would definitely be opting in. Um, you're probably looking at minimum, I'm thinking one for one, right? Price of like a floor opepang and the floor penguin, you know, because it's going to be way more exclusive, right? I think you're looking at a thousand, um, or maybe no, actually, you're you're looking at a hundred pieces. Yeah, you're looking at 100 pieces of the Penguin. Um, and with how crazy the Penguin community is, you're probably looking at a three floor minimum for, uh, you know, the larger edition. So if you do have an OPEPIN, it would be a profitable move uh, to opt into that if you end up getting it. Um, you know, if you didn't want one as your PFP, I would definitely, if mine didn't get swept up two minutes after the announcement, um, didn't give me any time to delist. But... Um, yeah, I mean, Ponce had his coffee thing. It was kind of a, a shock to everybody. Um, crazy. I mean, definitely support his efforts in doing that. Will it be tough? Yeah. Um, Dude, that, to- that is ambitious as hell. I respect <laughs> going for it. But, man, he's, he's like, talking about basically starting up a, you know, Starbucks Dunkin' Donuts type of franchise with – having the nfts kind of be like you know it's like the old taxi um permits you would have to have to be able to operate uh i forget what it was the license or the tokens that you would have to buy in nyc to be able to be a taxi driver that's basically what he's saying with these franchises is that the utility when is a potential franchise token which if you're looking at it from that perspective i i say it's hella ambitious which 
because you know he has an incredible partnership in place i mean he got you know the government official account from el salvador to be able to tweet out the partnership that's insane um but it is a long-term play because that doesn't happen overnight yeah i mean um i don't know el salvador is kind of like kevin hart in that sense right he'll do anything for money um, but no, I, I don't, I don't want to shortcome anything, anything that Ponce has been working on that, you know, that, that is a crazy move. Uh, will I be actively participating and supporting it? Probably not. Um, I haven't dumped my utility wins yet. Well, I mean, I am in the money on them. I did sell two before the, you know, pre-reveal or whatever, you know, there's like five different reveals. You're telling me you are not trying to spend you know, half a million to a million dollars to open up a coffee shop? Uh, you know, let me check my other jeans first, and then I'll get Bro, that, that's it. the reason why I say it's really <laughs> ambitious, because you're looking at it, you know, I, I that that's the thing that just, I'm, I'm trying to, which I know I'm sure he's got some type of plan to be able to see it through on the real world side of things, because if you're going from the crypto Twitter side of things, you're not going to make it happen. You have to start for, like if that is your mission statement, you have to start with the real world and work your way in, right? Like you have to start going to people, going to real investors across the board in the real world, because otherwise, like, dude, these are people that are buying a, you know, what, a 50, 50 to $100 NFT. How do you expect them to have capital, like, you know, talking about up, up, to a million dollars to be able to invest and start a franchise. So that's, that's the tough thing. But I mean, I, I do respect it. Pons is a hustler. Like he, I'm sure he's got an idea for how he's going to be able to ship and deliver that. But you know, again, it's just one of those things. Maybe more people need to have a longer term mindset like he does, but I think that's what he says. He's saying that he's got a long-term mindset about this. Yeah. And you know, that's, you know, again, betting on the founders, right? It's the reason I max minted utility win from the get. I've never lost money on a single thing of pawns that I've touched, right? From fogs, frogs to, you know, the acorn project, which I guess the original team behind that um, ended up deciding to rug pawns, I think. Uh, then they come to utility win, which I'm in the green as well. So I, I, I definitely do support pawns. He's, you know, very forward thinking it is highly ambitious will it be very if it works it'll probably be very successful for the nfts right that would be a great long-term hold um am i going to actively participate in the coffee startup probably not i i I think i have one with like a vending machine or something i've never seen a single person buy a bag of coffee from a vending machine i don't know just not my thing i have other things to do um, but definitely fully support the line. Yeah, no, I, I'm rooting the best for it. I, I really respect the move, and I, I'm excited to see it play out, man. It's something different, um, something interesting to pay attention to. Um, outside of that, like, I really think the only other thing that I can think of throughout this week, like, I, I don't know, the friend tech thing that came out yesterday is interesting realistically it goes to zero at the end of the day like it's fun but you know the only thing that potentially doesn't lead it toward that is the whole airdrop incentive and i think that's what really keeps me interested i feel like i have not taken the opportunity early on for a lot of these different things that have popped up to farm airdrops (laughs) so that was the main reason why i was like you know what i haven't bridged the base yet which has been on my checklist of things to do Right. So I was like, I'll knock that out from the experiential side of things, which it was actually super simple to bridge to base. I hear bridging back is where it gets a little bit more difficult, but bridging to base, super simple. Um, it's like spending money on your debit card, right? Easy, easy to disappear or getting a refund on anything, right? They'll take your money in 10 seconds, but oh, this will refund will take potentially 30 days to process before it hits your account. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I've just heard that it's bad. I haven't heard how bad it is to bridge back from base. But well, at first I heard you couldn't. So 
potentially being able to, I think, is multiples better than from what I, I, I've originally heard. From from when the bald token dropped, I heard that you know, everybody's making all this money, but they can't actually get it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, that's funny. I've not bridged the base yet either, so I'll, honestly, well, I'll actually do that right now. Um, anybody got a friend type code? Here's the deal. Um, I don't right now. I'm sure that you can you can easily find one, or I'll I'll tweet something out for you here a little bit later. But it's like twenty bucks, and the only reason why it takes twenty bucks, I thought about this later. There are a couple things about it. So, and here's something I realized about kind of the structure for the way it works. So, if you deposit just twenty dollars, then what it does is it creates a pool for your contract for your token. So you are basically saying that the value of your pool is worth $20. So now if somebody buys into your pool and they buy a share, I think it's like 13 cents for the first share to buy, or it's 50 cents maybe for the first share, whatever it is, somewhere along those lines for what, for how they do the divisibility and the math. But if you deposit a higher amount to begin with, then your pool value also begins higher and your token value begins higher, which you know, could be good, could be bad. It's one of those things where I really think that you expect to lose a lot of what you put in regardless. But it's just like a shitcoin casino is the way I see it. I see it as people right now that are playing a casino that are speculating on it. It's like I've had people that have bought my token and there's a chat room, right? I can see all of their chats. They can't see each other's. They can only see mine. I just realized that. Um, so I've had a few people like ask me if, I'll follow them. I'm like, sure, dude. I mean, if you spend 0.4 ETH on something that is a broken app that's less than 24 hours old and you hold on to that, then I guess, like, I'll give you, I mean, it just, it's, it's dumb, man, I feel, because I feel bad. I'm like, I just feel bad for them because, like, that is not inevitable. The stocks are inevitable. That is, you know, pure speculation. But from the flip side, it's one of those things you don't know how far something's going to trend because when you have the promise of an airdrop, whenever they release anything about airdrop incentives, you know, I think if the gaming of that airdrop is done correctly, that it could really put some upward pressure on it, you know, for a little while. So that's that's the flip side of it. But either way, it's been fun just kind of experimenting with a new project, new field, you know, something on a different chain I had to bridge to, um, you know, so it, it's been a fun little experiment. Yeah, I'm uh, bridging to base right now. I haven't done that yet. personally i think that another thing that would benefit the project greatly is if the chat rooms were open for everybody to see everybody's chat like that's a lot better than just seeing whoever is the host of the chat right because if you can just see the founders and it just doesn't like the way i look at it is for any app to be successful you have to look at ways to be able to generate interest and buzz and get people to stick there. So if you generate a huge chat room and it has just constant, like you have to have some type of constant buzz to be able to keep people engaged. Other than that, it's like, well, the price is your buzz. And that only, you know, we've seen it like doesn't, doesn't always last for, for very long. You know, that honestly gave me a, a, a pretty good idea for um, kind of like a, a Web3. Yeah, if, the, if there was a Web3 social media, like imagine if you could be able to pay people to essentially put a comment under their post if you know it's going to get high engagement, right? But you can review what that, you know, post under yours would be. That would be a, a pretty cool revenue source. Or maybe not. I don't know. Might not work. <laughs> might not, man. But it might. 
So, um, but I will say as far as base is concerned, it is pretty crazy to just see the explosion in transactions after this app was put up there. Um, there was some, some chart that I looked at. It basically just went exponential as soon as, as soon as this thing was dropped. Um, so yeah, that's the only other thing that I can think of that's really happening right now that might be worth keeping an eye on. I honestly think for anybody that's in here, it might be worth the $20. You know, I, I'm not saying to go in there and ape and gamble on a bunch of these different accounts. Who knows? Maybe there will be some upside in it, whatever. But realistically, you know, I think if you just want to play it safe, learn a little bit, putting 20 bucks on there and just going to create an account just in case there's some type of airdrop incentive for being able to own and create it, like probably not a terrible idea. When I complete my account, I need uh, everybody in the space to buy a rooster share. Four for four. All right. You heard it. Look for the rooster shares. Uh, rooster, man, I appreciate you uh, you coming up and co-hosting as always. It's been fun. Um, we'll be back here same time, same place this next week. And, uh, you know, like always, wonky stonks are inevitable. Yeah, I appreciate you, Kaleo. Hey, uh, shoot me more information on uh, when you get it, um, when you're coming up here and stuff. On what? Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, for the Denver thing. I definitely will. Yeah, for sure. All right, adios. All right, man, have a good one. Two, bye.